You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly, and join the conversation. Go to RadioTFI.com for schedules, information, and more. And now, enjoy the show. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? <laughs> Are you done already? Damn, damn jingle bells out of my ear. Good morning, everybody. This is your favorite Scrooge, John Shannon, broadcasting live from the ShalottaMakesMeLaugh.com studio in Egan, Minnesota. And you are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network. That is as soon as I can get it all up here from the... I already said that, didn't I? Well, I'll say it again from the ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com studio in Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon. Over there, sporting his brand new uh, Shaletta Makes Me Laugh t-shirt. Just got it fresh in the mail. You can still smell the printing ink on it. It is the one and only Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. Happy holidays. We hope all is going to go well for you this upcoming week or two. Uh, we trust you've had a fantastic week. Yes, you can still smell the postage on it. I was quite surprised this week uh, to see this uh, package show up in the mail. And the return address was not from the lovely, talented Shaletta. And I opened it up. I said, good golly, Miss Molly. Well, what do you know? It's uh, this was a lovely, lovely gift, and I think it pairs nicely with the with the taxi stand hour cap, which Shaletta should have received in the mail by now. Well, uh, other than that, good morning, did. all. John, how are you today? She did receive it. She just passed it on to. Uh, that's that's right. She, Let me. Uh, she passed uh, it on to one of those Brundage babies, and uh, we we one of those Brundage have... babies, and here here is that Brundage baby, proudly with that uh, proudly proudly. That Probably taxi stand hour. Like, yeah, gotta like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, we, uh, as this is the the final broadcast before Christmas, and we're actually going to do a show after Christmas, too. How about that? No rest for, oh, I swear to God, I'll stick those jingle bells up your ass. I promise. When you see the tune, when you see the tune, I can play then. <laughs> oh, let's 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 get let's get the markets. Let's get the markets out of the way. I don't even have to watch how far I am from my microphone today. I've had all sorts of audio trouble here, kids and kittens, and uh, 
So I've had to bust out these old this old headset, and I can't use my standard mic. So and now he looks Actually, like now, Pat Summerall and John Madden there. In the- yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where's my turducken? <laughs> oh, here we go. The Christmas edition of the Radio TFI Market Watch. Uh, oh, wait a minute. I'm all sorts of. Here we go. It's the Radio TFI Market Watch brought to you by Ho 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 and Company. Uber closed the week at $39.68. Up $3.83. My goodness. Meanwhile, Lyft closed the week at $39.41. Down $1.44. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, socks in the stockings of those two. Have a Merry Christmas. Yippee frickin' skippy, as I like to say. Yes, sir. Oh, I think I actually have had something no, here. No, you don't. Uh, I don't even know what you're talking about. By the way, by the way, if you're watching us on the vi- on the video, uh, we appreciate it, and uh, we've got our little Santa down here to to wish you happy holidays. I don't know if John noticed it or not. He I hasn't said anything it. about it. I noticed it. It hurts me. It hurts me deeply. So, <laughs> so there's a story in Business Insider that uh, that uh, reads that uh, some gig economy drivers won't return to work amid a spike of carjackings. Hmm. And, and we've, I, I tell you something, we've had, we've had quite a few of them here in the Twin Cities, and some. Uh, I find it, I find it very funny. Carjacking has been an issue for quite a while within the city limits of uh, of uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul. Oh, yeah, it's been uh, going on quite a while, but it doesn't get a whole lot of news. But guess what? It bled yeah. off into the suburbs, bled off into Edina and St. Louis Park, and now all of a now, sudden, now, now we have a now problem. Hold, now hold on a second there, son. Just to be clear, so I am crystal clear. Mm-hmm. Would it be a safe assumption to say that those lovely, lovely towns, suburbs, villages, townships, whatever they may be, that the only that the snow isn't the only thing predominantly white in those you places? You are spot on, my friend. How does he do it? <sighs> yeah, now now it's a now it's a problem. Um, but yeah, yeah, they're saying that uh, uh, in Chicago. Um, through no, well, this is through, through last November, uh, carjackings were up thirty six percent compared to a same the same period of last year. So, uh, mm. I, t- I tell you, you know who said that this was going to be when you signed up to do this uh, do this work, you uh, you realized you didn't realize just how dangerous it could be. Uh, now I have a question. You okay. say it's up thirty six percent from last year. Yeah, in Chicago. In Chicago, you think maybe it's just one guy getting better at it? Uh, I I have no idea. <laughs> he's he's increased his productivity. He's able to get out and around more. Well, I think that, you know because now you can have the cars come to you. Well, you see, there you go. There, there you go. You don't have to. Uh, you don't have to look for them. Yeah. Exactly, and and now I understand that they're doing, 
some things, some of the drivers are requiring that the um, potential passenger shows an ID and what have you. But a lot of times, all you have to do, I mean, you don't, it doesn't even necessarily get to that point. You summon a car there, uh, and a couple of people come out to the car, and bef- you know, before the driver has an, a chance to even ask for an ID, they've got guns out and uh, saying, you know, mm-hmm. cough up the car. You know, we're lucky, or I'm lucky in, in a certain in a in a sense because a, I have a marked car. It's got uh, mm-hmm. I've got stickers all over the place advertising the company. Uh, I have a dash camera, front and back, uh, front and back dash camera, which has an embedded GPS unit. Plus, not to mention the fact that the tablet that I uh, that I employ uh, to do my job also uh, utilizes Google Maps with you know more GPS tracking. So. I I don't I haven't heard a lot of stories and and not to mention the fact that these old soccer mom vans that we're using aren't exactly the the greatest target for carjackers fortunately so uh, we have all yeah. that kind of going for us uh, here. The only my experience with that with the cabs was that when somebody what would happen is somebody would call for a cab you, they would show up and uh, you know they'd stick a gun in their head and take the car but they drop the car off within a mile because you're driving something with lights and signs and whatnot so they would use it just as a getaway vehicle now i mm. used to tell all of my drivers when they came in to rent a, a cab from me especially the night drivers this is the only time you'll hear me say this you're worth more than my car if if they want the car, give them the car. Give them the keys. Tell them to call me. I will put gas in it for them. Do not get hurt or, heaven forbid, lose your life mm-hmm. over my cab. Let them have it. We will find it. The important thing is you get out in one piece. Exactly. And, unfortun- and, for- and unfortunately, a lot of people get hurt because they 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 want to fight. Well, maybe you win the fight, maybe you don't. But, you know, this day and age, we can track just about any car. Just Mm -hmm. about any car. We can find it. They'll find it. So, you know, just make sure, you know, you're okay and there's no babies or or anything in the bag. But that's interesting. I didn't know that carjacking was on the rise there in the Twin Cities. Oh, yeah. And and like I said, Mm -hmm. though, it, it it has been an issue. For, uh, for a couple of years, actually, it's been an issue that, you know, but it's always been in the city, within the city limits of Minneapolis. You start bleeding mm-hmm. out and start bleeding out into the suburbs. Now, all of a sudden, That's it's a funny. news story. Right. Hey, I, I, I want to put a little happy news out there. Uh, January 17th, just a few weeks from today. What is that? One, two, three, four weeks from today. Betty White turns 100. Can't oh, believe no it. way. Really? She turns 100, and they're going to have a special one night uh, in theaters around the country, movie theaters around the country. They're going to have like a, a special retrospective of Betty, and uh, it'll later be, be able to be streamed and whatnot. But yes, she turns 100, and... And I think Twitter has now started when when you see Betty White trending. Of course, we all panic 
Oh, no, <laughs> Betty's gone. Betty's gone. I think Twitter is now putting a thing. I saw it last night. I didn't save it. Uh, don't panic. She's okay. She's just a lot of people are talking about her. And every time she trends now, that pops up. We need Betty White is a national treasure. We need to protect her. She will be here much longer than any of us. Uh, I, I, I found this tweet last night from, uh, from Mike Sarzo, at Mike Sarzo. He said, we need to do a better job combating climate change. Think about the world we're going to leave behind for Keith Richards and Betty White. Because <laughs> <laughs> neither one of them are ever going to die. Well, well, Keith Richards has been dead 40, 50 years now. He just uh, he just doesn't know enough to lie down. Well, there, you, uh, there you go. <laughs> but uh, we'll, well, I guess we'll talk more about it as the day approaches. But Betty White, America's true sweetheart. And uh, what a wonderful one. And one of the greatest game show players. Oh, yeah. Ever. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She was, well, she fabulous, was, a password. Yeah, as I say, she was married to Alan Ludden for... That's right. Well, when you're sleeping with the host, it, but... To that no, honest, she was... That can't, can't I, hurt. I, I, I never not watch her when she's on. If you get the opportunity, uh, kids and kittens... Dig up on YouTube when she hosted Saturday Night Live some years ago. It was like this Facebook campaign to get her. She wasn't promoting a movie or anything. Just people felt it was time. Betty White had never hosted Saturday Night Live. And uh, and it was fan- it was a great show. She came out. She did the monologue. And she is one of the funniest people ever. She, she, is that, she has a deadpan delivery. You believe her. You know she's going to sucker punch you with a with a funny line, but you get drawn into whatever the premise is anyway. And, and, and it's just uh, she put out a tweet the other day, uh, something about having sex with uh, Pete Davidson from Saturday Night Live. Uh, he's great, and she says he, he's great in the sack, but he's got those other issues he's got to deal with. It, but it was funny, you know, to hear a ninety nine year old woman talk like that. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, what else do we have going on today, John? It's it's Christmas coming up. How's uh, how's Master Oliver handling all that? He's what now? Is he four? He will be four in um, April. Okay, so right now he's now he's he's more aware than he was last year of everything that's going on, right? Oh yes. Well, you know who he likes better than uh, Santa Claus himself, don't you? Jack, Jack Skeleton from The Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> I've never seen we, that movie. We neither have I. Trust me. We uh, it, it's so funny because we uh, have um, every every day. Now we were, were what two months removed, three uh, two months, almost three months removed from Christmas, or excuse me, from Halloween. And he still right. wants to wear that Jack Skelton uh, costume on a regular basis. Well, why not? Yeah. Why not? That's- this is what three-year-olds do, but uh, it's going to be a hoot and a holler with him uh, next next Saturday, this Saturday morning, because he's really more into it than he was last year. Oh yeah, you know, and he's going to go tearing through those packages. And uh, he was he was pretty much last year. Yeah, but now he's a year older and he knows more. He's older and wiser, and uh, he has more physical dexterity now. Oh, he can do things he couldn't he couldn't do a year ago. Yeah. 
conversely, you can't do things you could do a year ago. Isn't that, isn't that the truth? Boy, I tell you, the give and take of life. <laughs> That's just how nature works. Uh, exactly. Here in New York, uh, besides moving on, as the boys like to say, here in New York, uh, besides the brutal cold we're going to have tonight, wind chills in the teens and the 20s, which means old Uncle Ed is staying right where he is. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold the phone. Wind chills, wind chills in the teens yes. and 20s, and you define that as brutal? Oh, yeah. That's right. And you should have heard me talk about it when I was down in South Florida. Oh, my. This is why I wanted to be there. Anyway, so on top of that, so the other day I'm in Manhattan and I'm driving home my, uh, the, the, uh, actor that I drive every day. And she meant, she points out to me, uh, the city med center, which are popular here in New York. I don't know where else they are, but the line, and I hadn't noticed the lines and people are lining up now. Now you can't not see them lines everywhere for people to get testing and it's really getting to be serious uh without going into detail uh my work we were supposed to wrap up on tuesday the 22nd we've been canceled now because uh of this covid spread uh somebody very important to the production uh tested positive yesterday and we all got the phone call oh, oh or tested positive friday and we get the phone call. Nope, nope. You're, we're, we're shut down for the rest of the year. So uh, so it's getting serious out here. I've been pretty comfortable lately because I'm in, oh, well, Thursday they also told us where I was testing every other day. Now we'd be testing every day. Uh, look, I've been pretty safe. I'm in a bubble, more or less, because everybody around me is being tested at least three times a week. They're all vaccinated. And yet didn't stop half the crew, apparently, from catching it. Um, well, not half. A bunch of people. We've had a lot of positives with this Omicron the past couple of weeks. But I felt relatively safe in that bubble. Now, I'm not going to have that regular testing. I test tomorrow. Uh, but I'm not going to have that regular free testing that I don't have to wait online for. So pretty much till I go back to work, uh, your boy here is, I'll get my booster next, this coming week or next, and and uh, and then we'll be uh, self-imposed lockdown because I don't want to get it. I don't care how not severe it is. I don't want it. So, uh, yeah, so we're, we're starting to uh, run into big trouble here in New York, but the, but, the, but the difference is this time we're more prepared for it. We're not being caught off guard. Mm -hmm. We have a vaccine. We have treatments. We have this. We, Of course, we still have knuckleheads that don't want to get involved in it and feel pretty proud of themselves to walk into a restaurant uh, with no mask and all that. Mm -hmm. Well, I tell you, I still say that no matter how careful you are, you're probably going to wind up catching, especially with this Omicron variant. The, the, this, me, buddy. Well, I, I hope you're right. I Tell really me. do. I But I just have come to the realization that I think that everybody is going to wind up catching it. Like I, like I said last week, I, I, I've been vaccinated. 
boosted. Uh, I'm good to go vaccination wise. But if I get if I get a little uh, uh, notification there from the good Dr. Fauci that um, hey, we might need 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 to boost you in a couple more months and six months or whatever it may be, I'm right there. I'll be oh, make no mistake about it. I'm I'm not not getting the booster. I just had wanted to wait till I was off so I could have my day or two of misery. Yeah. I will. But, I will do it. I will, but I still think sure. I, I still think that the odds are pretty good that if it was meant to happen, uh, if I was meant to get this, I'm going to get it. There's no two ways about. It. All I can sit. No. All I can do is hope the fact that these vaccinations that I've uh, taken do their job, and and any issues I may have will be minimal. Right. And again, my once I I'll be on my self-imposed lockdown, I'll go to the grocery store. Uh You know, uh, I'm trying to schedule some doctor visits if I can do that, you know, but I'm not going to be leaving the house that much. And it's cold. So let's go for a walk. I'll do what I did the last time. I go out for a walk every day just to get up and, you know, but uh no I, it's pretty much on on lockdown i can uh, i can access the world right from this very seat so isn't that uh, wonderful i wish i th- it's times like this where i wish i had a stay at home job i wish i had a job that i could do right from the comfort of this little desk right here uh well, you can not me i can't do that well you just don't, you if just you have won't to get do a lot luck We'll get a lot of business from your driveway. That's yeah, well, that, this is very true. <laughs> although, uh, although Granny Annie has made it to the, uh, she's got one of the uh, transportation services now because of her disabilities. Uh, she, she now she now qualifies for what's known out here as Metro Mobility. So okay, so she uh, won't have to because nobody wants her driving. She wasn't that great of a driver before she uh, had all well, these issues. <laughs> now, 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 here's the big question: Is your company involved with Metro yes. Mobility? Yes, it is. But, so now you could actually be picking her up and getting paid for it. I could. I'm not going to, and I, I just Ooh. don't. I just don't want any I, improprieties. I, yeah, I, I don't want any of that. You know, we got enough driving. We got enough drivers screwing. Home. Well, yeah, that's I, if I want to work from home, I'm going to have to find a different job. Plain and simple. How about you run a radio station? Oh, and, never mind. You've tried that. Oh, Ooh. oh, by the way, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. That's the number if you want to get a hold of us and join in on this little conversation. I just had a revelation, and I have been telling people wrong. You know, there's ointments for that. I know you're you're, you're correct. <laughs> I have been telling people wrong every week on the Twitter. I have been telling people to click when they go to radiotfi.com to listen to us live. Yeah. I yeah. have told them to click on that little thing that says "Listen Live." Yeah. Guess what? Good. That doesn't I know. work. Really? That doesn't work. It's the little play button that's just below oh, right, in the, right, in the right, little right. player. That right. uh, 
that is my oh by the way i can promise you before the new year <laughs> the website's going to be <laughs> the next two weeks are going to be devoted to that website <laughs> just keep it keep it simple we're going to keep it simple but we need to update it we haven't touched it we haven't looked at it so it's christmas and i think uh well let, let, let's start off with uh some of the other stuff we'll, we'll save this for our number two uh let's spin the big wheel and i i think it's never too early to crack open a bag of chips do you absolutely not let's start here it is texting the chief of staff mark meadows so it turns out that fox news regular pedophile enabler jim rat jordan strong-armed mark meadows into overthrowing our democracy jordan told meadows to force pence to throw out electoral votes so trump could be president and the only reason it failed is dan quayle talked mike pence out of it how scary is that texted with mark meadows and they're not even denying it was to reveal people's private text messages the country hangs in the balance and that's your reaction how dare they read our texts our capital was overrun five dead Hundreds of cops hospitalized, and to them it's a joke. I don't think Liz Cheney likes us. <laughs> Kennedy has his head so far up Trump's ass, he can fringe kiss Rudy. Don't do this to me. Condemn this shit. That's the face of courage. This is the face of a Fox News regular, pedophile-enabling mama's boy who betrayed his country. And what should we do with traitors? Cast you down with the sodomites. Jim Jordan, you get my drift? Or am I being obtuse? Damn right. Where is Kamala? Storm in the Capitol. It's a revolution. High five. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, that was uh, the big story this week. The text message is coming out. And uh, I think it's going to be very, very interesting. I'm trusting that the January 6th committee is taking their time, putting all their ducks in a row. And I hope they do these hearings in prime time so that yeah. everybody watches. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then just bury these uh, MFers. I really have uh, I, I really have uh, discovered some newfound respect for Liz Cheney. I mean, I always kind of held her a little bit higher than the rest of that cesspool known as the GOP. But I I got to say it just goes to show that there are some <clears throat> common sense uh, common sense Republicans out there. They are very few in number, but they're out there. And Liz Cheney is the only reason that I would hold out any hope whatsoever for the Republican Party. And therein lies the difference between you and I. You could care less. I, I'm glad she's doing what she's doing, and I'm glad mm -hmm. she's you know standing up for what she believes is right. I'm not saying I'm right, but at least she's doing what she thinks is right. And she's not following that. Talk about sheeple. Mm -hmm. The entire Republican party is a herd of sheep. Or is that a flock of sheep? Or is that a flock of seagulls? Or is it Jonathan Livingston seagull? I don't know. These trains of thought, and it's, it hurts my head, but um, she, uh, fine. She's, she's doing great. Uh, Kinzinger, fine, good with him. I understand there, there's a handful of Republicans out there that still, I want them to do something or stand stand up for something because it's what they believe and what their constituents want, not because they're following the old fat orange guy and they're afraid of being primaried. This is not a lifetime job, whether you believe it or not. Well, and I just, I, I, um, 
I'm very, very, I'm impressed. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, if I was living in Arizona and uh, was uh, Liz Cheney showed up on my, uh, on uh, my ballot, or wait, she's not Arizona. Excuse me. She's Wyoming. Uh, Wyoming. Wyoming. Excuse me. Where the men are men and the sheep are nervous. <laughs> I love that line. But, uh, excuse me, but if she showed up on my va- ballot based on what I've seen from her so far, I'd vote for her. I wouldn't. Well. What's going on right now doesn't erase all the other nonsense from the past. But, again, <coughs> oh, oh Tic Tac went, went sideways. Went Tic Tac. Went Tic Tac. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It wouldn't take talk instead of take tech. Hey, hey, that was uh, that does happen occasionally. But mm. look, what she's doing now—that's great. It's fabulous. Let's. Uh, she's standing up for herself and for her constituents. Good for you. Uh, she's doing what's right because it is right. Uh, not like the rest of these knuckleheads. Uh, I got into a bit of a. Uh, I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not even going to talk about that. I don't want to get into. A, the little bitty Twitter feud I was in last well, night. It's not important. You and you and I have talked about when Bob Dole passed, and when other Republicans from the days of yesteryear have passed, uh, who would not fit in today's Republican Party, and you can no, you can look right. at Liz Cheney as one of them. Yes, she. Well, she, now, now she doesn't fit. Well, that's just what's happened is is that the Republican Party has completely evolved around her and have kind of left her, you know, while uh, everybody else think, is following the scent of Trump, she is staying yeah. true to her own. Well, that's that's a valid point. I don't know if I'd use the word evolve, maybe devolve. Uh, that devolved into uh, yeah. the primordial ooze. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, that's a good point. I, I'm, I mean, well, speaking of, of the former guy, he held another uh, event in Houston last night with Bill O'Reilly. And again, place was empty. Uh, they did it down in uh, South Florida at Sunrise uh, at the arena where the Florida Panthers play mm-hmm. in beautiful Sunrise, Florida, which is which sits right on the edge of the Everglades. I'm on the Sawgrass Mills Mall. Anyway, uh it's a twenty thousand seat arena. I don't think there were three thousand people there. And people paying top dollar. Then they couldn't give the tickets away. Literally. Could not give the tickets away. Mm-hmm. Uh last night in Houston, I was just reading this morning. Uh the crowd was sparse and Trump was two hours late showing up. You know, and he just gets up there and he plays the hits. You know, hoax, hoax, hoax. The election was stolen. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Well, and you know why he's two hours? Why he's two hours late? He realized that, you know, he keep t- hey people, you know, let's let's get a few more people in here before. Right. I- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's try to fill it up, fill fill in the blank spots there. They, I hear and, they were uh, looking for homeless people to just go in there and surprise. Me. Come on, come on in and get warm and. <laughs> homeless people said, screw that. I ain't got to skid You know, it's been an interesting point that a lot of people have made, and I'm, I'm not even, this wasn't even close to original thought on my part. But you see all these Trumpers out there with their hats and their flags, and they're having their cars 
wrapped and spending thousands of dollars on Trump merch. More uh, money than brains. But I don't need to buy a hat to say I support Biden. Hmm. I can support him without without any of that nonsense. And by the way, your guy lost. And you're still buying the merch. And apparently Trump is still sending out emails multiple times a day trying to get people to donate money. And, and it's all, you know, it's a scam. It's a giant con, and it has been right from the start. Uh, you know, but... <sighs> people will eventually catch on. So while we're on this, let's talk about his his final chief of staff, Mark Meadows, who uh, who had the incredibly planet-sized balls to publish a book, a tell-all book, and then say, well, I can't come and testify because it's executive privilege. <laughs> well, that's been knocked down. And I hope he goes to jail, too. He's been held criminally contempt. But let's uh, we're, we're going to dive right back into the bag of chips uh, for Mark Meadows. Over Meadows' text messages. Mark Meadows better have an unlimited text plan. He's got to condemn this shit. On January the 6th, Trump's former chief of staff's phone blew up as everyone on Fox, from Brian Kilmeade to Laura Ingram, texted him to get control of Tiny Fingers. He is destroying his legacy, Laura Ingram wrote. All while claiming on air January 6th was a hoax. That Antifa sympathizers may have been sprinkled throughout the crowd. Even Don Jr. texted Meadows. Calm this shit down. Meadows text revealed that everyone on Fox is a whore and a hypocrite. <laughs> yeah. Apologies to real working women. And Mark Meadows doesn't have the balls to testify against a 75-year-old grifter who can't have a bowel movement without feigning. Here's what we learned from January 6th. Liz Cheney is more of a man than Trump will ever be. And though she might be our enemy tomorrow, she'll still be an American. Urged immediate action by the president. Oh, and one more thing for you Republicans who tried to overthrow our democracy, and I'll text it to you. But first, is there an emoji for go f*** yourself? So it's all falling apart now. Well, it's been falling apart for a while, but we just need to actually follow through. Merrick Garland uh, needs to get up off his dead ass, and, and I hope he's doing something behind the scenes. Uh, these are the very people. Look, I appreciate his standards. He doesn't let he's not taking things personally because these are the very people that made sure you weren't on the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't even give you that literally wouldn't give you the time of day. Wouldn't even sit down and talk to you. Exactly. Making up some BS rules, Mitch McConnell. Um, so well, let me ask you something all, real quick. Sure. You mentioned uh, you mentioned Myrtle the turtle there. Um is it is it standard practice for senators to join the president if he's touring a disaster zone? You know, it's it's very interesting you should mention that because uh, him and Rand Paul, neither one of them would join President Biden as they as he toured Kentucky, which, uh, by the way, uh, you know, our hearts go out to those poor folks down there. Mm -hmm. who took a pounding uh, and they need all of our help. And the president goes, where are the two senators for that state? You're going to let politics see this is, this is how, you know, everything is about power and politics. The next, the next time there's an election, 
Both Rand Paul and Mitch McConnell have to be questioned. Why were you not here with the president? Go back to uh, Superstorm Sandy. President Obama goes to New Jersey to view the damage, especially on the Jersey Shore. Chris Christie, then governor of New Jersey, you know, meets up with him. The Republicans went batshit crazy. What are you doing walking with the president? With the dem- He's the president. My state's been affected. Uh, and Christie backed down. He was, you know, he was a meow about that, too. But this is not the time for politics. But apparently it is. But you get off your dead asses. Mitch McConnell, who has made a fortune being a senator, while his his constituents are, you know, uh, it, the, it's all politics. It's all well. I can't be seen with him. That's bad. Why? Because your your state has just suffered a devastating natural disaster, and you're going to hold this petty stuff. You can't you can't walk down a, a street with the president of the United States, mind you, regardless of who that is. Had I it, have no thoughts on had it. <laughs> yeah, had it been Trump, those two would be attached to him. Uh, they would have met him. Velcro. They would. They would have been waiting when the plane landed. Oh, of course, absolutely. But uh, you're you're absolutely right. It is all about politics, and uh, it's 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 annoying. Again, again, the people of Kentucky. I feel. I feel uh, extremely sorry for you. I mean, less part of parts, the western part of Kentucky got blasted back into the Stone Age. It was that bad, mm-hmm. and I, I feel for those folks. But you have to realize that you're going to have to do better politically. We actually have, uh, we actually have a, a bit about another uh, uh, politician in that region. Uh, which isn't doing much better than Kentucky. Uh, it's at the at kind of at the bottom of the chain there, and that's uh, I, I know which one you're talking about. Uh, and that's West Virginia. And I am of the mentality that it's time for it's time for Democrats to stop being so nice. I I would suggest primarying Joe Manchin. In West I, I couldn't agree more. And uh, we have a little bit more. there, and that'll explain it'll explain why. Why don't we go ahead and roll that there, sir? What was your salary last year? About $18 million. It pays to be a member of Joe Manchin's family. Follow the money. Joe Manchin has represented West Virginia for 40 years. Delegate, state senator, secretary of state, governor, U.S. Senator, 40 years in West Virginia is still the second poorest state in the country. Economy, West Virginia ranks 48 out of 50 states. Thank you, Joe Manchin. Healthcare, 47 out of 50 states. Thank you, Joe Manchin. Education, 45 out of 50 states. Thank you, Joe Manchin. Infrastructure, wait for it, 50 out of 50 states. Manchin has an estimated net worth of $8 million, Follow the money. while the average annual income of West Virginia is just 26000 Manchin receives a taxpayer-paid salary as a U.S. Senator of $184,500. 
so he didn't get his $8 million there. Nice yacht, Joe. So where does all the money come from? Manchin receives $491,000 annually from his son's coal brokerage company, Enersystems. His wife, Gail Manchin, receives $613,000 from Enersystems. That's $1.1 million to Manchin and his wife from his family's energy company. Manchin makes five times more from his family's energy company than he does as a U.S. senator. Joe Manchin has blocked President Biden's infrastructure plan from moving forward because he wants to kill legislation to replace coal-fired plants with clean energy. Manchin is selling out his own country to protect big coal and big oil who own him. Joe Manchin, I talk to his office every week. Um, he is the kingmaker, uh, and he's not shy about sort of staking his claim early. The chairman of the committee that regulates coal shouldn't be a part owner of a coal company. This is Heather Manchin, Joe Manchin's daughter. After lying about having an MBA, she was named CEO of Mylan Industries. She artificially jacked up the price of EpiPens by 461% and was awarded with a 671% salary increase. West Virginia is poor, poorly educated, and broken, but Joe Manchin and his entire family have become multimillionaires. West Virginia, abused and suckered for 40 years by Joe Manchin. Well, there you go. Uh, the first voice you heard in that piece was his daughter when they were asking, uh, what was your salary last year? And she responded $18 million for those listening on the Red Didio. Uh, yeah, so there you go. The, the, if there was ever a great example for term limits, I think Joe Manchin is is one, one of the best. He's your one poster child the right there. That's the phrase I was looking for. Thank you very. Hashtag very much, primary Joe Manchin. Yeah, that's uh, you know, but you got to get the folks got to get out there and vote. Look, uh, again, I don't want the Senate seat, uh, but vote Ed for any congressional seat. Yeah. You want to write me in for West Virginia Senator? I'll take that too. But uh, you know, remember, I'm telling you straight up front, Ed's not going to do anything. It's going to collect his salary out the door. Oh, you'll, you'll, collect your, you'll collect your salary, but you won't sit you you won't sit there and collect all the money from from big coal and, uh, and no, no, no 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 coal's too dirty. I don't want to be. I don't want to talk to anybody. I'll go. I put my hand on the Bible. Hopefully, I don't get burnt too severely. I get sworn oh. in. You won't see or hear from me. You know, I may show up when, you know, when there's a cool event or whatnot, there's a celebrity and, you know, something like I, that. I, I bet you if there's a disaster, you'll be there to meet the president, regardless of uh, which party. I, will certainly, I, will, I would certainly be open to checking my schedule. There you go. Hey, let's, uh, let's flip the switch a little bit here. Um, okay. I wanted to... It's about time. <laughs> I wanted to talk. I, I don't know how much coverage it's getting out there in, in your neck of the woods, but the uh, the Kim Potter manslaughter trial, mm. uh, it's making national radio. So uh, uh, I've seen some of the video. The The latest is that uh, uh, the defense is rested. You'll have uh, instructions to the jury and, and the... Um, and the closing arguments coming in this next uh, week, probably not going to be a long week for them. They'll probably shut down by Wednesday. But uh, it'll take that long. 
I, yeah, you never know. Anyways, for those who don't know, uh, <coughs> Kim Potter is on trial for first-degree manslaughter uh, for the death of a, a black motorist. Uh, Kim Potter is a is a suburban Minneapolis or was a suburban Minneapolis police officer who mistakenly shot uh, this black motorist with her gun as opposed to popping him with her taser. Uh, a very grave, a very grave mistake. Uh, uh, no, nonetheless, I wanted to take some time to explain something here, real quick. There's a, there are people who want to compare this to the uh, George Floyd case. This is entire. This is something completely different than what happened with George Floyd. George Floyd was murdered. How, as the term was uh, you that I saw was uh, uh, manslaughter, or excuse me, not manslaughter, excuse me, homicide with malice. You know, this is where uh, uh, Derek Chauvin had his knee on uh, George Floyd's uh, neck for over nine minutes, would not release the hold. He was he was in another. You could argue that he was in another. Uh, his mind was someplace else. Uh, and, but nonetheless, that was murder. That was, uh, it wasn't premeditated murder, but it was murder nonetheless. What we're talking about in the situation with uh, Kim Potter is manslaughter, where her actions, nobody is arguing the fact that this was accidental. But it is still manslaughter nonetheless. Her actions, her negligence is what cost Dante Wright his life. That's why she's being charged with manslaughter. We're all feeling, and we all want to feel sorry for her. You know, she was doing the whole Rittenhouse defense where she was on the stand and... funny no tears were coming out during that same thing as same thing as Rittenhouse I wonder if she kind of took took uh maybe took some notes there but um I saw that I saw some of that I was okay anyway go ahead I apologize that's that's quite all right uh look this was like I said this was this is this is not a murder case and if she's convicted, she won't do the same type uh, type of time that Derek Chauvin is doing. By the way, Chauvin now is going. He had decided to change his plea to guilty in federal uh, in uh, federal court, and uh, so now he's going to be going instead of uh, doing time in a state penitentiary, he'll be doing time in a federal penitentiary. And uh, which by which will be a, co- a country club by comparison. He might do a couple more years in that federal pen, but uh, by compared to uh, Oak Park Heights here in Minnesota, that that's it's definitely a uh, a little bit more of a cushy assignment there, if you uh, if you will. But uh, so, anyways, Kim. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, the Kim Potter trial could very possibly end by the by Wednesday uh, 
they got to see, the jury has to see this for what it is. It's manslaughter. It's not murder. We're not saying, nobody's out, nobody at all is saying that she intended to kill Dante Wright. But she made a grievous mistake, a mistake that cost this young man his life. He Okay, people want to people wanna say, oh, well, he was this, he was that. He had warrants, he had gun warrants, and this and that. No, Dante Wright was not a model citizen. Nobody is trying to say that Dante Wright was a model citizen. But on that day, he did not deserve to die, especially at the hands of a law enforcement officer, somebody that is there to protect life at all costs. And one thing I don't understand about this, and then I'll, I'll cut this short. Okay, you've got Dante Wright pulled over. You're starting to, there are some red flags showing up and whatnot. You have a feeling that there might be a good chance that he may flee. Why didn't we why didn't we position our squad cars in a way where he couldn't pull them? That wasn't an option. He couldn't pull away with his car. Put one on his bumper, put on his front bumper, one on his back bumper. He ain't going anywhere either way. Why didn't they think about doing that? Why didn't they have him blocked in with those cars? This could have been avoided. This whole thing could have been avoided because all he was trying to do was drive away, get out of there. Potter thought that she was going to blast him with the taser, which there are some uh, witnesses that are saying that that wasn't necessarily a good idea in its own right. But nonetheless, instead of blasting him with the taser, she pulled out her service uh, revolver, or not revolver, excuse me, her service <laughs> weapon, I'm I'm going I'm going back to the 70s here. I'm sorry. text. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She pulled out her gun instead of her taser. She and, whipped well, her Winchester out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the I, rest I don't. Is I still don't. I still don't understand why she was going for the ta- look. I get the guy was being a jerk and he wasn't cooperating. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and there. They wear them on the opposite side of their dominant hand. Right. Specifically for this reason. So you don't mix them up. How? How in good God's name does a a 20-year train, field training officer, not know that she has her service weapon in her hand? How does she not know that? Mm Mm-hmm. The difference, the size, the weight of everything. I, I'm sorry. I've I personally, I don't even know if the taser was was justified in that situation. I won't go into that. I have no knowledge of of uh, you know what was going on in those couple of seconds. Mm-hmm. But even if it was, again, the simple question is: How do you not know? I would know. Piece of plastic, piece of steel. Hmm. Would I be able to tell the difference if I can't? I don't. I, I really shouldn't be a cop. No. I should not be allowed to carry a weapon. No, you're absolutely I, I, right. Look, I agree with you 100. percent There was no intent there. I don't think there's no reasonable person 
will will infer that there was intent. Was she when she what for whatever reason she just blanked out and went for the weapon. I won't even say blanked out. That was her instinct. That was her training. If her training kicked in, her training was wrong. Mm-hmm. She's still responsible for it. I mean, this can go a whole lot deeper, and I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole today because because it's it's almost Christmas, damn it. I will stick so, them bells up your ass, I swear to God. I haven't used them all year. I haven't used them all year. I get one stinking day a year. Well, good, good. At 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 uh, twelve oh two, your time, you can hit your little button and play them throughout the course of the day, all day long, for all you want. Speaking of uh, uh, crying psychotics, and uh, well, let, let, let me touch on this first. Doctor Oz was in quite the tizzy this week when the Philadelphia Inquirer said that they would be referring to as Mehmet Oz, which is his name, as opposed to Dr. Oz, which is his title, also his brand. Oz and the GOP went nuts. Why? It's his name, Mehmet Oz. Uh, what does Oz, what does Dr. Oz have in common with Herschel Walker? Easy. Neither one of them live anywhere near the state that they're uh, running in. Well, that's not true. Uh, Oz lives in the state next door. Mm. Uh, Walker lives in Texas. He's he's running in in Georgia. Uh, he went to school in Georgia. Oh, is Herschel but running? It, I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's yeah, about time he starts already. running. Uh, so his <laughs> son Christian has been making a little noise lately. He's popped up in a couple of places, and. Uh, we're going to devote uh, 43 seconds to this nitwit. Just long enough for me to go pee. The Democrats don't like me because <laughs> I'm rich. <laughs> I'm sorry that my parents weren't lazy on the couch all day waiting for handouts. I'm sorry that they built businesses and won championships. And now I can shop at Bendy and Givenchy. <laughs> I just hope one day people realize it's not my fault that we work hard and build things worthwhile. And scene! (laughs) That, ladies and gentlemen, is the epitome, the definition of a spoiled, rich, young asshole. Exactly. That is... That is Herschel Walker's son. Uh, look at me. I'm rich. Uh, you're nothing. Uh, first off, his father only won one championship. That's when he was in college, which, by the way, he never graduated. He didn't make money off that championship. Okay? Uh, he never won a championship anywhere else. Not in the USFL, not in the NFL, nowhere did he ever win a championship. Uh, if I remember correctly, correct me if I'm wrong. Aren't the Vikings still paying off Herschel Walker? <laughs> well, Wasn't, all I know, they gave away the farm. They, they gave, gave away. You're, they gave everything away. Gave away draft picks. Gave away front uh, front line play. They are the main reason getting rid of trading Herschel Walker 
is the main reason why the Cowboys were had that That's little right. era of domination that they had. Jimmy Johnson, Jimmy Johnson got in. He saw an opportunity, and uh, man, I to this day I still can't believe how much the Vikings gave up. Yeah, and it's, it's, and it's I feel like you're still paying for it in so, in some small way. Well, that was it, what think a of flop. That. What a flop he was. Yeah, and what did he last a year there? I think he, something like that. I think he lasted two? two years, and okay. it, it got so bad that I remember that the Vikings and I can't I forget who it was who the other running back was at the time, but they they had another running back that was actually putting up better numbers than Walker. But they figured they mm-hmm. had to still use Walker, so they put up right. basically a what resembled a wishbone type offense with two running backs in the backfield. So, and every time Walker get the ball, you know, and oh, oh yeah, Walker gets another yard, you know, and uh, yeah, that was the one of the biggest flops that the Vikings ever. Uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, so so here's his boy now, you know. And again, uh, Herschel Walker is running for Senate in in uh, in Georgia. He lives in Texas. I don't even understand how this happens. Uh, I don't understand how the people of Georgia would. Herschel Walker hasn't been a name in a long, long time. And every time he opens his mouth, he he demonstrates why. Well, he's and he attached like to himself to Trump. You know, well, the, that, him, him and Trump went uh, way back from the days when he uh, played for the USFL. Th- yeah, and we all General. we all know how that flopped. Well, remember, remember, I'll never forget. The USFL su- sued the NFL for damages. They won that case, and because of that, uh, the the damages were were trebled, as they say, or tripled. So instead of a dollar, they got a they got a check for three dollars. Oh, they did that get check a, to this. Day, it's never been cashed, by the way. <laughs> it's never been cashed. That that was that was Trump's plan all along with that league. He he bought the uh, the the New Jersey Generals, and his plan was always to sue the living crap out of the NFL to get his team. They had tried to buy the Buffalo Bills, and. Uh, the you NFL know, said but thanks, he was but no thanks, didn't they, if I'm not mistaken? Right, right, yeah, the NFL. So now the next plan was, uh, look, the Excuse USFL me. was starting to come along as a spring league. It was a it was a nice diversion. Oh, let's play in the fall. Let's go right up against the, the NFL. Well, the AFL did that, but they did it at a different era. The NFL was dominant in the 60s, but the AFL came out, went to markets, uh, for the most part, that didn't have pro football. Right. And put a good product on the field, and uh, it just wasn't the same. Anyway, so yeah, no, you're right. Walker is right up there, up Trump's ass, with the rest of them. I don't know why. I honestly, I don't know why. Uh, but there's there's money changed hands. Well, gotta believe it. Trump's desperate for cash right now. He's hurting. Well, I think it might be going the other way. To be to be brutally honest with you, Ooh. I think that. Uh, I think that uh, Trump said, hey, 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 Herschel, you want to be one of my token black people? Well, it's just a point of thought. Can't prove it. Hey, you know, we'll be back in uh, a few minutes here. You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. Stay with us.
T-F-I. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. And now, here with a special Christmas message, the immortal. Elvis. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. This here is the king. I know I haven't been around much for a while, but I want you all to know that up here in rock and roll heaven, I'll be thinking of you this Christmas. And I'd like to give you all a special Christmas message. A message of peace. Like, uh, how about a little piece of that pie going by? Thank you. Thank you very much. Like I was saying, Christmas is a time of hope, a time of joy, a time for loving. And I sure would love a big slice of that pizza you got there. Okay, what we watch? No worry, what like. Oh yeah, Christmas. Now Christmas to me means family. And family means friends. And friends means getting together. And getting together means eating. Oh, pass me that drumstick, would you please? Well, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. And I just want to say to you right now, you know, I may be a big star, maybe too big, but ain't nobody so big you can't reach out a helping hand, a helping uh, a hand. Uh, would you hand me a helping of those mashed potatoes over there, would you please? Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, like I was saying, ain't nobody so big you can't stoop to help a friend in need over the holiday season. Now, speaking of season, you want to pass me that salt sugar when you get the chance? Thank you. Yeah, just just unscrew the cover. That's right. Thank you. Thank you very much. So this Christmas, why don't y'all take a tip from old Elvis? No, no, leave those steak tips right where they are. You know what I mean? No, I appreciate it. Thank you. I want you to remember, we're all part of God's great big family, and you know God made man unto His own image. And look in the mirror, I'd have to say God must be a big, big son of a gun. You know what I mean? I think He do. But I especially want y'all to remember this one last thing. When you're all at home this Christmas, stringing that popcorn up on the tree, save a big, big bowl for the king. Extra butter, know what I mean? Well, thank you, dear. Like you. Like you very much. Christmas that's such a pain to me Five months 
Christmas cards. Hangovers. Ricking up the lights. And finding a Christmas tree. The sixth thing at Christmas that's such a pain to me. Facing my in-laws. Five months of bills. I hate those Christmas cards. Hangovers. Ringing up these lights. And finding a Christmas tree. The seventh thing at Christmas that's such a pain to me. The shell is your army. Facing my in-laws. Five months of bills. Sending Christmas cards. Oh, jeez. I'm trying to rig up these lights. And finding a Christmas tree. The eighth thing at Christmas that's such a pain to me. I like Red Farmer, but Christmas. Charities, what do you mean, your in-laws? Five months of bills. Ah, uh, making out these cards. Oh, uh, Edith, get me up here, huh? Well, we have no extension cards. And finding a Christmas tree. Finding parking spaces. Writing up those Christmas cards. Hangovers. Now why the hell are they blanking? And finding a Christmas tree. The tenth thing at Christmas that's such a pain to me. Batteries not included. No parking spaces. Buy me something. Get a job, you bum. Facing the in-laws. Five months of bills. Yo ho, sending Christmas cards. Oh, jeez, look at this. One light goes out, they all go out. And finding a Christmas tree. The eleventh thing at Christmas that's such a pain to me. Stale TV special. Batteries not included. No parking spaces. Where do I go, 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 bathroom. Charities. She's a witch, I hate her. Five months of bills. People. Oh, who's got the toilet paper? Get huh? a flashlight at your fuse! And finding a Christmas tree. The twelfth thing at Christmas that's such a pain to me. Singing Christmas carols. Sale TV special. Batteries not included. No parking. Charity. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta make them dinner. Five months of bills. I'm not cleaning them this year, that's it. Shut up, you. Fine, you're so smart. You ring up the lights and find a Christmas tree. I don't know what's a bigger pain in the ass. <laughs> Christmas or me? Well, it's it's it. Trust me, it's 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 close. It's it's a neck and neck race. Believe me, <laughs> it's a it's a nail biter. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network from the ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com studio in Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon, and over there in the pain in the ass. Studio there in the Radio TFI Executive Tower. Yeah, it's that guy over there with fresh with his Shaletta makes me laugh.com t shirt. It is the one and only Ed Van Ness. <sighs> Good morning, sir. 
Once again, good morning, kids and kittens. We are so glad you're joining us here for hour number two of the Big Christmas Spectacular. We'd like to thank our guests from the first hour, uh, Bing Crosby, David uh, David Bowie, uh, Paul McCartney, and all the rest of the Beatles. Uh, you missed it. You, I'm sorry. Uh, nah, I'm just kidding. The Beatles weren't here. Uh, good morning, John. So, 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 so. I was going somewhere with that, and I just uh, I lost my way. So before we go into before we go into the picks here, <sighs> I do want to I do want to bring up something. Now you play you oh, play. I, I'm telling you, the song that you played, the second song, the Twelve Pains of Christmas. Yes, sir. Right to my heart. <laughs> right to my. By heart. the way, but I could both have of those are that from, song. Both of those are from the comic mind of Bob Rivers. Uh, the the uh, the uh, the message from the king is something I have listened to for. It's been around a long time, right, yes. and me and my buddy Harry, uh, we used to be, we could do this thing almost word for word, verbatim. Uh, talk show host we used to listen to used to play it constantly, and it, it was always a crowd favorite. Well, thank you, thank you very much. Anyway, well. Uh, you may or may not have noticed, if you listen to the station at all, we're playing zero Christmas music. Nothing. These two songs will probably be the only Christmas music we play. Although... That's why I've been listening yeah. to Radio TFI more this last week. <laughs> we have made a conscious effort to not... Well, we have a library of Christmas music. There's a, there's a, uh, there's a set of shelves there back down in the vault. Uh, not even in the dusty section of the vault. It's pretty accessible. But we decided this year we're just going to let them sit. Let them rest a year. That's, uh, I'm, I'm that's telling you, and this is, uh, you bring up an interesting point with this. So I took the crew out um, last, uh, oh, what was it, Friday, after I'd already got done working a, working a 10-hour day. I took mm -hmm. the I took the crew out to look at Christmas lights, and I gotta tell you, there weren't that many people that had these uh, over the top displays. Hmm. There really wasn't. We we drove it's a lot of work. And well, that, work. I, I, that that's part of it, but uh, there were just just not that many people that were. Hmm. Into, into doing it. And I don't blame them, to be brutally honest with you. I have just... Christmas, for me, I, I'm sorry. There are people that look forward to this time of year. They are... Uh, this is, you know, everybody is in a nice, nice, jolly mood, yada, yada. Uh, I kind of... I've never been a, a, a fan of... I think it was on Friends... But I'm more of a believer in Festivus for, or that was that Seinfeld, excuse me. Seinfeld, Seinfeld. Festivus for the rest of us. There we go. That's that, that's what I'm. That's what I think we're gonna start celebrating around here because the, the, air, the airing of grievances. So, not a big. I'm not a big Christmassy guy. I could. I don't want to bust your balls over the uh, number of reasons why I'm not a big Christmassy guy, but I'm not. Oh, and, give us one. Give us one. Well, other okay. I'll give you the top one is is that 
It's a it, it, make sure you plug out, make sure you plug your uh, kids' ears here. But it's a hell of a way to discover there's no Santa Claus when your mother dies. Oh, 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 we have technical difficulties here because uh, no, no, no. Well, that's no, that's no, that, no, that's no, the, no. that's the top reason to, to be honest. But it has nothing to do no, with Santa no. Claus. Unbelievable. I, uh, that is that's the chief reason, and you'd think that after forty plus years that I'd have been able to move on, but. I really, to be honest with you, that's that's probably the number one reason. You know, my father had already been gone two years prior to that, and so uh, when my mother died, it's like you know, look, I'm I'm still alive. I'm not doing time. Life is good, but the fact of the matter is, there's nothing like not having your parents around in your well, childhood. To this, uh, this might. This might help you out put a little smile on your face, John. Okay? Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. That's, yeah, a, that's yeah. a holiday. That should be a holiday tradition. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens, after hearing that impassioned speech from young Mr. Shannon, we're going to put uh, the points on hold just for a moment or two. And we had this discussion off the air, and we haven't finished playing it yet. So just for John. For John Shannon, I give you one of the greatest singers of all time. I'll have a ebby, ebby, blue at, at Christmas without you. I'll oh, feel so ebby, ebby, blue. It'll be just thinking a be about you. It'll be decorations of red. On a green, a Christmas tree. It won't be the same, dear. If you're not here with me, and when those it'll be blue, it's snowflakes, it's start falling. It'll be that too. When those it'll be blue, in me memories. And that was for young Mr. Shannon. And uh, what do you say there, young man? Well, hey, it's enough to bring a smile to your face. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm not. I'll be the first one to admit. You know, I, I've I've got issues when it comes to Christmas, and uh, and I try and I try to pull myself out. If for no other reason. In my life, there is a little three and a half year old boy 
who has no clue why I'm such a Scrooge, if you will. And uh, you're not a Scrooge; you're a grump. Well, that that's 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 very true. I've and anybody grump. that knows hey. me, anybody that's known me long enough knows that I'm not necessarily a pleasant guy. I have my moments. I I try to be polite, but it, all in all. I'm not the most pleasant guy in the world. Well, you know what will pick up your spirits right now? Yes. But here's what's going to pick up your spirits right now, because somebody had a good week. It's time for John and Ed versus the Spread Holiday Edition, your weekly foray into the exciting world of pigskin prognostication. Each week, John... I loves me some Christmas. Shannon, Gerald the computer who wears tennis shoes, and I least choose professional football games and select winners using the point spread. At the end of the season, the winner will claim possession of the Radio TFI Gilchrist Ceremonial Sippy Cup. Extra points can be earned by going for it with a hello with a two or three point conversion. John, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. I just fine. lost all the sound. Uh, oh. Oh, it ended. That's why. <laughs> the music ended. <laughs> Funny how that works. I hit the button. Anyway, extra points. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, it's John and Ed versus the spread. Well, well, well. Let's get ourselves up and rolling here. What do you say there, uh, kids and kittens? We had, uh, let's look at the current scoreboard. It is uh, John Shannon had himself a week. To speak of last week, John Shannon has pulled into the lead with 21 points. I'm following close behind with 20, and and Gerald is keeping pace with me with 18 points. Let's take a look at how that all happened from last week. Uh, John, John swept the week. Uh, Picking Kansas City, who destroyed the Raiders, uh, went with Denver. Even Dallas. Unbelievable! I picked up two big points last week only because I went I went for two with New Orleans against the Jets. Uh, I, I got I I picked the same Las Vegas Kansas City game and boy I got my buttocks handed to me. And I thought for sure the Giants would do better than that against the Chargers. I was wrong. Meanwhile, uh, Gerald Gerald pushed almost all in last week. He. Uh, he won the San Francisco-Cincinnati game barely, uh, picking up at one big point. He had gone for two with Baltimore-Cleveland, and that just... I mean, Baltimore lost outright. He took Baltimore and just lost outright. Uh, went with the Bears for three points, and uh, I think we all saw what was coming there. That wasn't going to... That really wasn't going to turn into anything much of Here's anything. Here's your sign. Here's your sign. <laughs> he took a shot, and... So, let's take Wide a look left. at <laughs> let's take a look at this week, and uh, John, let's let's start off with uh, with you. And uh, oops, what did I do there? I know I what know, I but did. It happens every freaking week. That's yeah, exactly I know. Thing. We're we're working on this. We're working on this. Go ahead, John. Go ahead with your first pick. It's back up there. Okay, good. All right. Well, let's go first off to Detroit, where. The lie downs are hosting the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I I don't think Detroit is uh, 
going to disappoint us again here. Uh, they got their one their one victory of the year. <laughs> you think they got it out of their I, system, I, huh? They got it out of their system. So now uh, they're hosting Arizona. Uh, the Cardinals are a 13-point favorite. I'm, I'm taking the Cardinals. That's, that's, uh, a, that's a chunk of points, man. That is a chunk of points. Speaking of a chunk of points, my first pick of the week is uh, it's uh, the Dallas Cowboys visit MetLife Stadium just eight miles from where I sit, eh, maybe ten. The New York Football Giants are getting eleven and a half points, and a division game this kind of spread. The Giants haven't been playing that well. Dallas is playing okay, but I, I still think eleven and a half points. I'm going with the Giants, and uh, Gerald. Let's start. Who uh, who tried his best last week, Gerald? Good morning, gentlemen. It appears that Christmas has arrived early to Mr. Shannon's home, wouldn't you say? At the very least, I'm keeping pace with Mr. Van Ness. Okay, let's get started. First up is the Cincinnati Bengals, who visit the Mile High City to take on the Broncos. Denver is giving up three points, and I am more than happy to take them. Well, thanks, Gerald. That's, uh, he, he said... Well, I guess Christmas did, did arrive early in your house now, didn't it, John? picking up three yeah. points last week if, if he thinks that the Bengals have any choice chance against the broncos <laughs> he is definitely mile high he's been sampling some of that uh some of that strain there that they're featuring in suburban uh, denver denver gold denver gold yeah, well what do you think colorado yeah. means gold yeah. there you go go let's go right. your, let's go with your second pick john Game number two. This one, this one, I uh, uh, just about uh, sought some counseling after I picked this game, but uh, <laughs> I did it anyways. The uh, the Miami Dolphins are hosting those hapless New York Jets. <laughs> Jets, 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 Jets. No, just end the suffering. No, <laughs> that's just, there. You go. <laughs> Dolphins are nine and a half point favorites. I swear to God, like I said, if you, if you don't beat the Jets, well, then you're you're dead to me, the Dolphins. <laughs> I, you know, when you, food. when you say things like that, you know, you don't have to pick the Dolphins every week. Well, you realize I do that simply just because it gets a little bit, it touches a little bit of a nerve right, on but, you. But look what happened last week. You didn't have the opportunity to take the Dolphins, and you won. You ran the table last week. Oh, well. Green Bay visits the Baltimore Ravens this week. Uh, Green Bay is a road favorite. Uh, giving up seven points. I like, Even though I'm, I'm not a fan of Aaron Rodgers anymore, I'm giving up seven points against those Ravens. Green Bay giving up seven. Gerald, what's your second pick of the day? Finally, the New Orleans Saints go to Tampa to play the Brady Bunch. Santa Claus left a stocking stuffer of 11 and a half points. Who that? Saints plus 11 and a half. Before I leave, I'd like to wish you all a Merry Christmas. You too, Gilchrist. Please pass along birthday greetings to your brother. Well, that was actually Gerald's third game. <laughs> so we'll I see get, that. We'll get back to his second game. In, uh, <laughs> John, your final game. Minnesota Vikings on Monday night. Monday night football. It could be Thursday. It could Chicago. be next week. Well, yeah. They have competition for Monday as far as having 
uh, football games. Uh, no, that could, the other game is early. The other game in Cleveland is at 5 o'clock. Yeah. So, anyways, Vikings six are six-point favorites against the Bears. This might be a trap game uh, if there is such a thing this late in the season, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the Vikings. They've been playing reasonably well. Uh, the Bears are in shambles. So, all I can say is wish me luck. Vikings, minus six. I'm sorry, I can't wish you luck. That kind of defeats the whole purpose of the competition here. My final pick pick is the aforementioned uh, Las Vegas Raiders visiting the Cleveland Browns. This game will be played Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, I'm taking the Cleveland Cleveland Browns giving up three points. Presuming that game, that game was supposed to be played yesterday. And, And there's also two games on Tuesday. Uh, kickoff is the same time for both of them. And finally, Gerald, we already did your third pick, so let's go to your second pick. This pick is a holiday gift to myself. Those dirty birds from Atlanta come to the city by the bay to play the 49ers. We are going for two, giving up 18 points. Go Niners. Actually, uh, yeah, they're giving up 18 points. It says 22, but that's that's incorrect. Uh, I don't know where that came from. Uh but that's your incorrect. Graphics, your graphics department. The graphics department. So, so let's let's do a quick recap. John Shannon coming off his uh, his three win week last week. He likes the uh, man, man, giving up thirteen points with the Cardinals in Detroit, giving up six with his hometown Minnesota Vikings visiting the Bears, and finally he likes my Miami Dolphins. Giving up nine and a half points in Joe Robbie Stadium against the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. I'm taking the New York football Giants getting 11 and a half points. Hosting Dallas this week. Dallas this week. Green Bay uh, giving up seven points goes to Baltimore. I like Green Bay giving up that seven points. Finally, Monday at 5 p.m., Cleveland Browns host the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Cleveland is a three-point favorite. I like the Browns. Meanwhile, Gerald likes Cincinnati at Denver, plus three points. He's going for two with uh, San Francisco, hosting Atlanta, giving up 18 points. 18 points. i got to double-check the points on that, but it's big. It's like 18 points. Finally, uh, he likes the New Orleans Saints. He's getting 11.5 points on that against the Brady Bunch uh, in Tampa. John, what is it? When it comes to betting on these games, we always advise you don't use our picks if you're going to bet real money. Uh, John, what what else? What, what else you got to say about that? Well, you know, we've been doing this now for 15 weeks, has it been now? This uh, this is week 15. Into the season. If you're still, if you're using our picks, especially this year, uh, well, <laughs> there's nothing more I can say. I, there, There's really nothing more I can say. We're using our picks to try to make money. Well, there you go. Okay, yeah, Ed's having some audio problems here. Uh, I want to really quick here. I want to take a second to uh, uh, give a shout out to our friend Athen. Uh, he sent us a nice little, uh, uh, nice little Christmas message here uh, from the land down under where he says he hopes to listen later tonight. Yes, it is nighttime in Australia right now. 
But just in case, he says, have a Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Christmas, he says, John and Ed. He said, we're going to have a hot Christmas and Boxing Day. 42 degrees Celsius, which translates to 107.6 Fahrenheit. Yes, that, that's enough to, he says, yes, I'm cooking a turkey and pork for the family. You'll be able to do it outside, I get a feeling. Uh, thankfully, I've got a swimming pool. He sends his regards to us. So uh, yeah. thanks for that. Uh, thanks for that nice note there, Ethan. Appreciate it. And oh, okay. Happy, that's the next happy. question. I missed the beginning of it. <laughs> Well, Athen sent us a sent us a little note on the uh, on our Facebook page, uh, friends of the Taxi Stand Hour, and I was just reading his uh, greeting to us here while you were uh, okay. Yeah, I had a we I had a little uh, audio malfunction. This happened a few times pre-show, and actually we got pretty far in before it happened again. So, uh, and guess what? Also- Ed had the Ed had the foresight. To say, John, you better broadcast the show today from the ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com studio. And guess what? Everything went off with a hitch. I even started it on time. Can you believe that? Can I you? Am, uh, can you dig it? I can't. <laughs> I can't. It, it, it is just shocking. Uh, I, I apologize right here. I'm. Uh, I'm uh, texting with somebody who's on their way to London right now. So, okay. Yes. I'm, Listen, I'm a big shot. I have international peeps, man. Well, so do I. If you think about it. Oh yeah. I got yeah. Athen. We have Athen. Yeah. Well, what he he texted he sent a message on a on a format that I set up. Oh, he texted directly to you. Well, not directly, but I'm the one that puts up the friends of the taxi stand hour on Facebook. So you How don't want to have we that we're, you, that we're fighting over this. Well, yeah, it is what it is, man. Hey, listen, I wanted to get to one more thing here. Um, if I could real quick. And now I didn't mean to do that. That was of course, of course you Okay. Anyways, our friend Shaletta, uh, has, um, had a little bit of a beef with, uh, with target. After after George Floyd's murder, uh, Target pledged to uh, donate uh, some money, to set aside some money specifically for uh, uh, black media outlets. And so Shaletta uh, brought, uh, brought a tweet to my attention, brought a story to my attention. And... I can't help but think that Target's kind of taken the wrong direction. Instead of investing in so, in, in local uh, local black uh, media outlets in the Twin Cities area, uh, there's a couple of them. Besides uh, uh, makes me laugh.com there are, and you'll have to forgive me, but there is a uh, there's a, a black run newspaper, and I, I forgive me, I do not know the name of it. But they have been around for quite a long time. Uh, gentlemen out, uh, I, I've for at, at least 10 years now, I've seen gentlemen out passing this uh, this uh, newspaper around out on, on various corners. Um, uh, and it, it is way away for them to get 
information to people of color, about people of color. Uh, and instead of investing in this, they are investing in some goofy, oh my God, I, when I saw this, I couldn't help but think that this was nothing more than a knockoff of Shark Tank. Apparently what what Target is doing is they're throwing some money behind a network called Revolt, a partnership called Revolt. And they're doing a, a show that's called Bet on Black. So, okay. Yeah, I guess I guess you could say that they're maybe doing they're doing something here. But I'm looking at this and basically what it is is that they're having uh, black entrepreneurs pitch ideas to a panel of of African American kind of like it, it, like I said it mirrors Shark Tank in so many ways it's not even funny. You familiar with Shark Tank, Ed? Oh yes, I am. Yeah, I've actually grown to actually to uh, to like that show to tell you to tell you the truth. Uh, um, they've gotten very creative. Some of the uh, entrepreneurs have gotten very very creative in their presentations and. It's actually kind of an enjoyable show. It's one of those I picked up on late. But so in my opinion, what Target is doing is they're trying to turn this into a circus as opposed to just saying, okay, here's a check. You've got these outlets. You've got that newspaper. You've, you've got ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. You have other local uh, media outlets directed at African-Americans, specifically directed to people in, uh, in, the, uh, in the black community. There's a radio station, a low-wattage radio station, uh, uh, KMOJ, uh, who that'd be another uh, recipient that I think would, would be worthwhile. We don't need to have... I just don't I just think that targets go in the wrong direction with this. And I guess something they they said, I guess you could defend them and say, well, they said they were going to set aside some money. Nobody said how they were going to set aside this money. So Well, well, I'm I'm going to step in there and say, well, at that point now you're just, you know, if if that's the case, then they're just, you know, fiddling with the words. Well, here's what we actually said. And it may or may not be what we meant. Yeah, it's it's like saying, "Well, we tell our drivers not to run run black people over." I mean, isn't that enough? Yeah, I, I think I think that's a we're very doing valuable. something. We're doing something for the black community. We instruct our drivers to do their best not to run over black people. Yeah, I feel I feel we've uh, that's 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 been a longstanding policy here at Radio TFI. We do not run over people of color with our delivery trucks okay well we don't have delivery trucks but just the same we're 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 on top of it we're on top of it oh <sighs> yeah no so i shaletta makes a good point uh i just wanted to put that out there all right uh, and she she said it uh, a lot more uh she said it a lot more eloquently than i than you or i could have here but oh, but that's yeah that's and I asked her to actually uh, either record something or come on with us, but she's dealing with a little issue herself. Apparently, she sprung a leak in her basement with all that uh, you know with all that moisture that we uh, we had here. Uh, 
Personally, I think personally I think she took a picture of somebody else's basement just to throw throw the the hounds off the scent. Uh, but that's that's neither here nor there. I'm just Shalana, we love you. Here's something we haven't done for a long time. Emergency vent. All right. Just to clear the palate. I got a couple of things that I want to, uh, these are very quick. Uh, then we're going to go to somebody talking about Christmas. And it's, uh, this, this harkens back, well, not only to the first hour, but to 2015. Uh, one out of three Trump supporters are just as stupid as the other two. Something to take home with you. John's kind of confused at that. No, 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 no. I, okay. I've seen that tweet so many times that it's just you know I don't even I can close I my eyes time. and read it. And the other one uh, that that I like, and I, it's the first time I've seen it, I like it. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself and stupid. We should be scared shitless of stupid. Oh no, I haven't heard that before, but boy, isn't that the uh, isn't that the truth? Now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I've been sitting on this one for about a month. Uh, we're going to play this. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, this is in the spirit of Christmas. It's just a couple of more weeks until Christmas when Christians celebrate the birth of Santa. Meanwhile, us Jews are celebrating a real miracle, some lamp oil that lasted longer than we thought. Because if there's one thing we Jews love, it's a bargain. But for some reason, Christians are now trying to include us in their holiday season. And it's not making any sense. Hallmark Christmas movies have been a staple for the channel for years. Now they're debuting two Hallmark Hanukkah movies. As the Washington Post reports, there's just one problem. Neither movie is a Hanukkah movie. They're Christmas movies with Jewish characters. Joel, Brooke. In Holiday Date, a woman hires a Jewish actor to pose as her boyfriend and join her at her family's house for Christmas. But the family grows suspicious about whether he knows how to celebrate. Oh, you're not sure if Jews know how to celebrate Christmas? You mean that holiday that gets jammed down our throat every year? The second Halloween ends, I can't even buy a cup of coffee that doesn't look like it fell out of Santa's ass. Trust me, Jews know how Christmas works. It's not like we're going to walk into your Christmas party and say, oh, my God, it's a tree. Indoors. Call a lumberjack. I don't want a holiday movie where a Jewish person learns about Christmas. I want a movie where a Christian has to learn about Hanukkah. On night one, we get socks. On night two, a notebook. On night three, a pen and pencil set. It's a back-to-school holiday. Lewis Black, everybody, with the true spirit of Christmas. <laughs> I can, I can see, I can see YouTube and Faceplant already spinning their wheels here because we heard yeah. something from the Daily yeah. Show. But it and, is what uh, it is. If you were here to to witness it live, you're doing good, folks. Well, since we're at it, and again, this is our little Christmas theme show here, such that it is our longtime opposition contributor. And we haven't heard from him in quite some time. Uh, Brent Terhune is going to speak about the war on Christmas. I want to wish everybody out there a very Merry Christmas. If I'm even allowed to say Merry Christmas anymore. 
What on flat earth is going on? Every year the war on Christmas starts earlier and earlier. Well, if you don't want to see Christmas stuff in July, stay out of Hobby Lobby. That's what I say. As a matter of fact, take your Scrooge ass on down to Michael's if you don't like it. You go ahead and make fun of me all you want, but you haven't known real hardship till you've been a straight white Christian in America. It is so hard to be a perpetual victim. Yeah, I would say I'm a veteran of the war on Christmas. I've seen it all from the, the anti-Mariah Carey memes, the Starbucks holiday cut. Oh. Well, um, I'm having a flashback. Just write Merry Christmas on the cup, Becky. That's my name, Merry Christmas. I'm trying to teach you a lesson by buying your product. <laughs> the doctor said I got COPD. I said, that's fine. I back the blue no matter what department it is. <laughs> oh yeah, I do got the balls to say it. Merry Christmas. As a matter of fact, I'm going to take some mistletoe and hang it on my belt right back here so you can kiss my ass with that happy holidays crap. It's Merry Christmas, not Adam and Steve. Well, there you go. Brent Terhune's, uh, you know, look, I, I know a guy who lost both his legs in the war on Christmas. It, it, it's been a very, very difficult time for everybody involved. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I, this, I, I didn't save it. But uh, I was I, I came across a, an interview with Mike Huckabuck uh, interviewing the fat guy, the fat orange guy, and praising him for bringing back the phrase "Merry Christmas." You know, Trump likes to make it sound like like that phrase was outlawed and you'd be shot on sight. You know, uh, nobody stopped saying "Merry Christmas." It's just, they come up with, with nonsense on top of nonsense just to be nonsensical. So anyway, so here we are. We got about 15 minutes left or well, so. Let me, before we before we move on, just because I, uh, and I stated earlier that, that I'm uh, your A number one Scrooge when it comes to Christmas, you say I'm just a grouch in general and you're probably no, no, right. I didn't, I didn't say in general. You're not a Scrooge, okay? Scrooge was... Or Grinch, excuse me. That's the word I was looking for. Well, probably Grinch is better. But you are a grumpy little son of a you-know-what. You're, you're absolutely right. But the fact I of the matter... I'm not wrong about that. But, but the fact of the matter is, is that when somebody says Merry Christmas to me... Merry Christmas. Somebody says Happy... Somebody says Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Chanukah. Happy uh, happy holidays. Huh? Happy holidays. Whatever. Listen, if I tell These you. These greetings. If I, if I say Merry Christmas to you or somebody says Merry Christmas to me, that is just their way of expressing joy for the season. And I totally, totally get that. I never, I never, it never, it's, it's like religion. In my opinion, you take religion and stick it up your ass. But just because... Organized religion. Organized, organized religion. religion. Yeah, okay. But if that's what makes you go, get through your day, if, if, if going to church and being part of the church gets you through your day and brings a little joy to your life, I'm all for it for you. I, 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 I will defend your right... You know, if the, I, I'm the same way, if if that's what floats your boat, but please leave me out of it. 
Yeah. Some people have their faith, but they don't need the organized religion. Okay, fine. Mm -hmm. I got a guy curled up in the in the corner here smelling like stale beer and cigarettes who's just so flipped out that, you know, everybody makes such a fuss over his brother's birthday. No, go back to sleep. No, no. Gil, just go back to sleep. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's always well, a thing with you. I've, I've just come to realize something here. You haven't What's told that? me, you haven't sent me this memo, but I'm beginning to believe that Gil Christ is in charge of your graphics department yeah. over there in the... Uh, <laughs> I just, I just come to that realization, and I also realize that if I talk, I can't hear your, can't hear the jingle bells. So I'm just gonna. <laughs> oh my! Distract you with the sleigh bells. Yeah, well, it, it isn't gonna work. What do you say we go ahead and uh, open up a few more of these uh, uh, lovely little videos here to get us through the uh, last few well, minutes of of the show I, here? Unless you have something I, else. I was no, no, no. I was just hoping to keep it light here for the last uh, 15 minutes or so. But, uh, yeah, why not? It's, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll finish up with the bag of chips. and uh, Sounds and good. That'll be that for that. Okay, let's go. Let's, let's knock off our uh, third bag of chips. What is misinformation? Misinformation? That's a cute word for it. They call me a liar. Trump lied 20,000 times in four years. What you're seeing here is the human spirit refusing to submit. About everything from Russia to COVID. But he's not alone. Mouthwash has been proven to kill the coronavirus. Here in the U.S., more people died from COVID in 2021 than in 2020, despite the fact that we have a vaccine. How could that be? Can't force me to take a medicine I don't want. And today, the people who are filling up our hospitals and morgues come from here. Red State, USA. Arkansas, Missouri. Florida is a real worry right now. And while the GOP continues to lie, Republicans keep dying. Cases rising more than 50%. George Orwell said it best, words matter. It's not misinformation, it's a lie. Alternative fact. No evidence that this was a, quote, armed insurrection. <laughs> Trump's little boys might take the fifth about the sixth, but the truth... Those are people that love this country. The truth can set you free. Or, you know, it can go the other way. You're in a lot of trouble, Donald. Damn right. Where's Kamala? Run in the Capitol! Yes! <laughs> Gotta, gotta love Chip Franklin. Gotta love it. You know, I hate to say it. This, this, uh, I'm gonna get a bag of coal for sure now uh, in in the old stocking. But mm -hmm. hey, it's the red states that are dropping like flies. That's you know that's not untrue, but it's unfortunately you. you it's difficult, and I and I run into this almost on a daily basis. Uh, people that just don't want to listen and just uh, they they have their opinion. That's it. You can't tell them anything. They're not interested in facts, or at the very least, listening to what somebody else may have to say about certain topics. And uh, you know. I, I, that's I'm done one caring. of the reasons. That's uh, yeah, one of the reasons your boy will be on uh, self-imposed lockdown uh, until I go back to work. Uh, my plan for January was to make doctor's appointments and all that. Uh, now I got to figure out if I can get a booster shot. Well, I'll figure that out uh, tomorrow. Where and when I can go to get my booster. Because now everybody suddenly everybody here in this in this city wants to get a, a vaccine now. 
and that's good. That's good. I mean, no, it's good, but they're panicking now. Where at, uh, you know, it could have been done a lot. Now, well, look. Well, yeah, this is, this is let me, true. Let me, let me just stop right there. As long as they're getting it, that's good. We we commend you. That was a real clap, not the pre-recorded one that I use for right the likes of the rest of you. But we 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 applaud you. Let's well, go out, get your shot, feel miserable for a day. And uh, if you're going to be miserable anyway, you might as well get the vaccine to go along with it. That's yeah. what I say. I, I, I'm, I, I'm I, sorry, I, and I've, I said this, I alluded to it last week. I'm done caring. Yep. Oh, by the way, did you happen to watch Saturday Night Live last night? I did not. They, uh, as a precaution, they sent all the crew, all the cast home. They didn't have uh, a live studio audience. Paul Rudd was the host. Uh-huh. And it was his fifth time hosting. Mm-hmm. And they had this recurring skit about the five timers club. People that have hosted five times. There's a whole there's always a big skit and they've got smoking jackets. It's it's funny. So uh basically what they did was they played the stuff that they had pre recorded during the week. Mm-hmm. And uh Tom Hanks was there, Tina Fey was there, she because she lives close. And uh, Keenan Thompson and Michael Che, who does the news, the weekend update. And it was a pretty decent show, all things considered. Uh, but uh, only two members of the band were there, uh, the guy on the sax and the piano. Uh, they did what they could, and it wasn't a bad show. But, uh, yeah, they, they threw a better safe than sorry. Mm-hmm. Let's just, they did not not do a show. They didn't have the musical guest. Uh, it was a very, very different SNL that live than you would be accustomed to but uh they got it done and they did the right thing as far as i'm concerned i think we're gonna uh we had nine broadway shows shut down over Mm -hmm. the course of the week but i have this begs the question sure who are we protecting each other do i at this point in time in my at this point in time do i care that I have somebody in my back seat that has not been vaccinated. Do I Here, care? Here's the way I look at it. I don't want to get it, okay? Neither do I. I can still get it, and I don't want the lingering effects. Remember, I used the bullet analogy. Even if the bullet just grazes you and doesn't kill you, you got to go through the healing process. You're going to have the scar. It never truly goes away. And that's what I'm concerned of with the COVID is I just really don't want to be. I'm in a situation where I can just hole up here. If I needed to, I can have my groceries delivered. Mm-hmm. Well, know? and you and, know something I don't I don't hate because of that. Unfortunately, I'm in a lot different situation. Of course you are. Of course you are. And I can't afford. I can't afford to all of a sudden have uh, it's bad enough the christmas holiday uh anywhere from about wednesday this coming wednesday all the way through next tuesday i'm going to have a huge hole blown in my work week and yes. which in which i'm probably going to wind up losing pretty close to $100 a day in income because of this and the, and the nice part about it is is that Hey, Christmas is on a Saturday, so it'll take a little bit of the sting out, right. of, out of it. But 
Look, you you know as well as I do, and I'm going to interrupt you here. Every year, no matter what day of the week Christmas and New Year's fall on, it's basically two weeks of you know exactly. And you got to you you know this is coming. This is no surprise right. every year. And I plan you know. for it. But my right, point my point in that matter is is that it's going to be bad enough. I don't need all of a sudden there to, for there to be wa- uh, widespread panic and. You know, there's, uh, you know, Dr. Uh, uh, what the hell is his name now? I got, I Fauci? can't think. No, not Fauci. This is, uh, this is, this is a guy that's local. Who's, who's Dr. talking. Doolittle? Dr. This Dr. Is, Pepper. This is a guy that's ta- Osterholm. Thank you. Eventually. eventually. Um, Dr. Osterholm. Dr. Michael, Dr. Dr. Osterholm. Anyways, he's talking. Oh, we might have to have another shutdown. We might have to have another shutdown. I, look, I've done my part. I've got my vaccination. A majority, a slim majority, but a majority nonetheless of people have also gotten the, the vaccination. If this, At this point in time, after you have read all of the information in front of you about the vaccination and you still... Walk around saying, I'm not going to get the vaccination. I don't know what's in it. Go to hell. I don't care about you. Let me Go ask away. you a question, John. Go away. Let me ask you a question. So you're you're in a lifeboat that's taking on water. And you can keep going. You can save yourselves. There's four people in the boat. You can save yourselves by bailing out. And there's four buckets. Uh... But only two of you are willing to do the bailing. Do you not keep bailing because the two people won't do it? No, of course not. You keep doing whatever you can. And that's the situation we're in no. here. You, you cool. got you, you got to think for the people that are idiots and don't want to do it for themselves. No, I kick you their ass off the boat. Yours. Seriously. But that's not going to stop the water any from coming in. It'll it'll, no matter, it'll slow the process down a little bit. You won't have as much weight on the on the lifeboat. You get my point. You're just you're just uh, fine. You want you want to you want to see the uh, you want to see natural selection? Is that what it is? Natural but selection. But the weak and the stupid. Hey, you know, Darwin had Darwin was around for a reason. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen he is he he has stuck that thing up his ass himself and now every time he farts it jingles so that's what you that's what you have now folks we're gonna do 24 hours of that starting as soon as the show's over by the way speaking of uh, alternate programming don't forget saturdays 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 we have hot stove baseball uh Double header, 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we don't have next week's schedule up yet, but we will. Uh, also new to the schedule, 8 p.m. every Saturday night, a Sherlock Holmes mystery. Ooh, they're 45 minutes long, and so you don't have to spend the whole night with them. But they're good. They're good. And finally, 10 o'clock, a classic concert. Uh, again, all this will be put. All the information will be put out there in the course of the week, and. Uh, of course, the next time that happens will be Saturday, Christmas. So, you know, 
if you feel the need, you want a little something different, listen to a little old time baseball and, and listen, uh, listen to a classic concert if you like. Uh, mm. But anyway, that's what's going on on Radio TFI. And we, we got a couple more things coming up now that we're into our I'm into my break and I have some time to actually get involved with the station a little bit more and get things going. We're going to we're going to clean things up. And of course, of course, we have the Lone Ranger playing every Saturday and Sunday at both at nine and nine thirty AM receiving this show. And every weekday at ten AM and Saturday, I should say. Monday through Saturday, this very show repeats. So if you're listening to it now, you can hear it again for six straight days at ten AM on radio TFI. You poor bastards. You can go you can go into the app and find it and listen to it anytime you like. You can look for us on SoundCloud. All the shows are there. It's it's a cornucopia of Ed and John, or John and Ed, if you prefer. And I know that's what John prefers. I give a damn less. I'm still I'm still amazed that Gerald hasn't uh, had a tizzy because his name isn't. Uh, it's John and Ed versus the spread. Where, where's well, Ger- where's Gerald? I mean, come on. I I, uh, I hear he's a little pissed about that. Yes, sir. Um, yeah. You really mm-hmm. want to engage him in that? Well, no, I really Gerald. don't. I really don't want to engage him at all. I'm just just putting that out there so you understand. I feel as you pain. are incredibly rude. Thank you. Well, I work hard. Got at it. Now you got a good. Now, now you got him going. So anyway, all right. Look, look, Gerald, you have a wonderful Christmas. And I'm uh, afraid I must be going. Okay, but before you go. Uh, I will be sitting quietly in my booth until needed. That's fine. We'll see you after the show. That'll be a week from the following Thursday. (laughs) Something like that. We are dangerously close. Dangerously close to the end of the show, our last show before Christmas. And as always, I, I think I speak for John when I say we thank you for listening in, tuning in, no matter how you're doing it. Uh, we trust that this holiday season is everything that you need it to be for you Absolutely. and yours. So with that, as we, uh, as we close it up here, uh, season's greetings, happy holidays, Merry Qu- Christmas, 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 with a Q. Christmas. uh, happy Shavuos. No, that's a wrong hot. That's the. Happy Hanukkah, which is over. Happy uh, Kwanzaa, which I'm still not certain about. And whatever it is that's got your spirits uplifted this year. Yeah, that's a good point. Hope it's working out for you. And with that, we have just a few scant seconds left, and John's going to say something. Isn't he? You think so? I I thought for sure (laughs) you were going to say something there. Well, anyways, uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, we'll be back in another week. We don't take it. We don't take any holidays here. So for that guy over there, Ed Madness, I'm John Shannon. That's what we got from him. Ho ho ho! Who you calling a hoe? <laughs> <laughs>